Welcome, Mavs Nation, to another episode of Mavs Cast, the Sports Ethos Dallas Mavericks podcast. This is your host again, Focus Hayen, on Twitter at H O V O K Y O S. And the show Twitter, of course, is at Ethos Mavericks. Give us a follow on both of those platforms. And coming to you right after this Dallas Mavericks win as they get off to Schneid, off that uh, terrible back-to-back, which I covered in uh, two episodes that were actually released uh, not too long ago, less than 24 hours from from this point, um, and some of the disappointment there. So it's, it's great to follow it up with a win. Um, but of course, it's, it is against the Thunder, and it is another game that uh, certainly Mavs fans were scared not only uh, at the end of the game, but uh, also in the beginning in, in the first quarter as the Mavericks went down by five. Um, so let's hop right into it. This game, uh, Mavs saw the return of Luka. Uh, it was basically a rest day uh, on the back-to-back um, and then um, Maxi Kleba was back from his injury. However, Josh Green was not. Uh, so no Josh Green for what seems to be a couple more games at least. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, as as Josh Green was really uh, improving with what seemed like each and every game this season and, uh, you know, locking up. Uh, guard minutes for for the Mavericks. Um, it 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 was going to be interesting to see how they replaced that. Now, in the last game, uh, you know, it was Kemba Walker's first game, but uh, most of the backup guard minutes went to Frank Nilakina as well as uh, Jaden Hardy. So it's just going to be. Uh, it was always going to be interesting to see what happened on a game where the Mavericks roster was a little more full, including with the addition of Luka Doncic back into the lineup. So what we did see from it is actually who we didn't see in this game. We saw no Kemba Walker this game. We saw no Jaden Hardy this game. And, you know, unrelated, different position, but we actually didn't see any JaVale McGee this game either. Um, Tyler Dorsey was called up from from the Mavs affiliate in the G League, and uh, he did not play, uh, similar to what we had seen uh, for when uh, Jaden Hardy uh, got called up earlier. Uh, it's just a matter of you know uh, having more bodies there, and I don't think Tyler Dorsey was ever going to see uh, any minutes at all, not just real minutes, but any minutes at all. But he has been... Uh, sort of tearing it up in the G League himself. Uh, 41 points the other day, I think. Um, but yeah, so th- those are players that didn't play. Now who did play was Frank Nilekina. Uh, seemed to be the first uh, guard off the bench. Um, 17 and a half minutes for him. Still not a, um, not a great showing there, uh, at least offensively. Um, you know there there was some there was a couple plays here in the fourth quarter of this game where it got pretty chippy and and Frank was playing very physical with this uh, Thunder team who always was uh, was also playing physical back 
Um, so I actually got pretty entertaining for for someone not a fan of either of these teams to uh, to see. Actually, I would say probably a fan of not the Mavericks um, because uh, certainly uh, Mavericks fans were were scared that you know it was going to happen again with this team, uh, especially against this team specifically, the Thunder, um, who, uh, who beat them earlier this season, uh, in a, in a similar game that went to overtime. So how does game start out? Um, the Mavs started 12 and 0 in the first three and a half minutes of the game and then ended up that quarter down by five after the first quarter. Um, Field like it felt like it was, um, you know, not a surprise, but it felt like it was mainly Luca doing everything in that in that first quarter. He played uh, the full twelve minutes as he usually does, um, but you know he had he had thirteen points uh, out of the twenty three points for the Mavericks. There he only had one assist, um, but yeah, there there wasn't too much offense going around over here. Um, so that's what that's what happened there. Um, second quarter, Mavs righted the ship, uh, particularly in the second half of the second quarter when when Luca came back onto the court. Um, but before Luca came back onto the court, it it looked scary. Um, it looked scary for the Mavericks. Uh, I'm sure a lot of fans wanted to probably turn it off at that point, but um, the Mavs really closed off the second quarter really on fire um and uh basically you know uh set the stage for the rest of the game for yet another comeback from the opposing team in the second half um but you know this game from about midway to the second quarter through the third quarter um was very good for the Mavericks in the fourth quarter they started coming back the Thunder did um behind Shea Gilgis Alexander's 42 points on the night another night of you know elite shooting percentage uh he had almost 61 percent field goal shooting as he went 14 for 23 from the line in a um as a as a perimeter player as a guard elite scorer that does not need to get it done from behind beyond the arc uh i forgot when his first three-point attempt of the game was but it wasn't until pretty late in the game at least halfway through the third quarter if not sometime in the fourth quarter but um you know he only attempted two threes this game uh shea gilgis alexander and he scored 42 points so yeah shea gilgis alexander did his thing um they actually played quite a bit of Alexei Pokrushevsky, 21 minutes, almost 22 minutes. And he had zero points, so he didn't contribute in that aspect, but he did grab a bunch of boards. Um, but uh, Lou Dort was, was one of the players that was that was really uh, causing the game to, to get pretty chippy. But Isaiah Joe went four for seven from three against the Mavericks. And those were all the shots he took were only three-pointers, and he sunk four of them for 57 percent of it so um you know that that's kind of what was what was uh hurting the Mavs uh early on in this game but uh you know good thing it didn't it didn't continue uh throughout the whole game um Jalen Williams had a 
okay game, the rookie, uh, but couldn't really get it done in crunch time. Josh Giddy had an okay game. Really, if you look at it, this was this was mainly Shea Gilgis Alexander show uh, mixed in with some Lou Dort and Jalen Williams on the side, right? And uh, that gave the Mavs another square as they basically had their lead cut down to five with only 21 seconds left in the game um, because of some real carelessness with the ball. There were two or three turnovers in the last, you know, waning like two or so minutes of this game uh, that the Mavs gave the ball up and it was just fast break, you know, easy finish at the basket um, to just... uh, to just get you know turn this into a game within the final minute which it shouldn't have been um so there was a bit of a scare there there was um you know jason kidd not really doing anything until after uh after i guess like one of the egregious turnovers where where shea just stole it off the inbounds pass and just uh you know laid it right back in after after scoring in the previous play, so basically got like four points in in like less than two seconds. Um, kid calls a timeout. They come out of the timeout and then they turn the ball over. Um, so I don't, I don't really know what's going on there. Kind of want to blame Jason Kidd for, you know, not not a calling plays that could be executed better by the team, even if. Uh, it was the players that actually were to to blame for it. Um, but yeah, it was not a very eventful game for Christian Wood, who only had eight points in this game. He only took nine shots, which is not the worst, but um, but he only made three of them, right? He didn't make any three-pointers in this game. Um, he wasn't too involved. Uh, there was a lot of Maxi Kleba in this game, 31. He was by far... Uh, the big that played the most in this game and he had some insane defensive plays and 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 rebounds in this game that really helped his team as well as uh essentially the play that that sealed the game for the Mavericks uh which was a steal on the inbounds pass where he stuck his long, long arm out and and uh, denied the inbounds pass and just uh dribbled it out to to the Mavs side of the court where uh, the Thunder didn't even foul, and 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 the Mavs were able to to run the clock out. But um, defensively, Maxi was great. So you know that's exactly what this team has been missing from him. Um, but um, you had some life out of the defensive wings as well. So not only did Maxi hit two threes, two out of four of his threes, Reggie hit three out of four of his threes, which were um, which were the only field goals he took. Um, and, and Dorian took one two-pointer uh, that he missed. But outside of that, he hit three out of his eight threes as well. So um, really solid shooting night from the Mavericks uh, from three-point range. Eh, uh, 40.7. So Luka's shots kind of dragged the team's percentage down a little he went three for ten from three but his three-point shots are obviously a lot different um this i would say was a very hot shooting night from uh from the mavericks role players uh you actually had tim hardaway who 
had two missed two-pointers, and the rest of his shots were also threes, six of 14. I actually want to talk about Tim a little bit too. So uh, Tim started off this game with, you know, shooting 0 for 4. And Twitter was just going off like, Tim's done, man. Like, his streak is done. Like, this is the guy that basically everyone was calling to trade uh, because of his contract and, you know, what Mavs fans have, you know, been thinking of his his contribution to the team. Uh, And it's like, I don't know where all this hate comes from from Tim Hardaway because, yeah, he started off 0-4 and, like, are we going to forget the absolute fireball streak that he was on just a week ago yeah i know he's had what was it like three you know below average games not like such abysmal games where it's it just outdoes some of the good right like his averages are still very nice for this month right but um you know he he you know he was below average offensively these last couple games but um he was better offensively by miles than than reggie and doe and a lot of the other players on the team certainly better than frank right frank who went 0 for 7 in the other game so uh i i feel like i feel like what i see from like mavs twitter is they're just so quick to hang Tim Hardaway Jr. Like, this is actually one of the players that this team needs sorely. Right? I understand he's not Reggie on defense. I understand he's not Doe on defense. And that sort of makes it feel worse when his shot's not falling because it's like, we're getting you for offense. But it's like, what do you expect outside of a star player? He's like, uh, I mean, I think there was a point in his career where he was on the fringe of being a star he was certainly a marquee player that um would attract like ticket sales um and he sort of hasn't developed into the complete player that would make him a star but he's still a top four offensive player on this team something that the team sorely needs um so yeah he went four of six after that on four start uh he ended up you know, doing very well in this game, 20 points. Um, yeah, he made up for, for some of what Christian Wood didn't do, and this is exactly what you like to see. Uh, now, speaking of Reggie, uh, so Jason Kidd said he thinks Reggie's turning the corner, right? And Reggie did have a great game He, for, by his standards, right? 12 points, made three threes he made three free throws three out of four and he made the two free throws that essentially um you know preserved their lead uh before that final um uh defensive play by by maxi that that sealed the game um and like i mentioned in the last episode he is basically the the free throw shooter that that the mavericks count on when they have a choice of who shoots the free throw so in technical fouls flagrant fouls and late in the game when they need to, you know, give someone the ball uh, so they can get intentionally fouled to stop the clock, he's the guy. And that's what they did at the end of this game. He knocked down both of his free throws. And, 
you know, that's what you asked for from Reggie. But uh, Jason Kidd said he thinks Reggie's turned in the corner because he went three for four from three. And what I say to that is it's literally just one game. That's coach speak. That's Jason Kidd speak. Like, what else is he going to say when he's asked those questions? Um, you know, if you want to say by Reggie's standards, he's he's turning the corner. If you want to dream of the, you know, elite three-point shooting streak that, that Reggie was on in, in, you know, the latter half of last season, go right ahead. But, you know, we have to understand that players can have one-off games like this. They have to have one-off games like this or else how are they even, you know, good enough to be on NBA rosters, right? Like if Reggie's a 3 and D player, if it was only for his defense, he wouldn't be where he is now, right? So he's going to have some games like this to balance off some of the abysmal games where he's only taking one shot the entire game, right? And um, and yeah, so this is going to happen. I don't see this as turning the corner at all. Uh, I think if you just look at the comparisons of the negativity that people have when Tim has a Tim has a streak of like some monster games that he had like a week or two ago and then has like one bad game or maybe it's not even a bad game, right? It's like a game where he went like three of nine, which is, yeah, that's a bad game, but it's not, it's a game that is like forgivable after the games that you've had before that right um and especially as the fourth scoring option right but the way that people call for his head even like half a bad game that he's having or like a bad quarter um if you if you compare it from that aspect it's pretty silly to me right to to say that now i want reggie to turn the corner offensively of course um it's kind of interesting to me how I've I had always seen Reggie Bullock early in his career as primarily a three point shooter that has some suspect defense but has some moments of of good perimeter defense. But um, since he's been you know on the Mavs and and under Jason Kidd, uh, particularly last year, right, um, his defense is really what stood out to me. Not necessarily. Uh, how successful he was shooting because I think that's really who he is and I think his struggles now um, in terms of shooting the ball uh, you know is he focusing so much on defense now that it's hurting in that aspect is he more tired is he more timid shooting or you know what is that because Reggie coming into the league was primarily a shooter and then you know who knows what he gives you on defense but since he's you know since he's been on the Mavs he's like I can't remember the last time he's had a he's had a defensive game where I've said he's a detriment to the team like one play here and there but he makes it up with like four or five other uh incredible lockdown uh defensive possessions right so I do think Reggie will come back around but i don't want to anyone to be drinking the copium of you know reggie shot three for four from three and this means he's turning the corner and we're gonna see what we saw from uh from reggie before the warrior series right because that's still reggie too you 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 get that with 
any three-point shooter, right? Um, but yeah, um, the important thing to take out of this, aside from really like putting it into perspective with how Tim Hardaway Jr. gets talked about, um, is does this mean that Jason Kidd is ready to make Reggie a regular starter again? Maybe not like right after this game, but if Reggie has like two more good offensive games, does that mean he's going to put Reggie back in? And you know I'm all for defense, obviously, but this team is struggling like no other offensively. So I I sort of hope that um, he keeps rolling with Tim Hardaway Jr. as you know, the majority of the minutes, even though in this game, Reggie had two and a half more minutes, but Tim played over 29 minutes. So, you know, they pretty much were on the court um, most of the game, them two, and and Doe actually had less minutes um, than usual. He had only 23. Um, But yeah, you know, they're playing a lot of Maxi at the five with Tim, Doe, and and Reggie um, with a point guard. So... I, I still want to see a ton of minutes from Tim Hardaway. I think what we saw from him a week ago, I think it's going to be somewhere in between that. Um, and just like, just just play it as a rotation. This team has probably eight really solid rotation players that you can mix and match based on situation. Maybe nine. I would probably say nine. Um so just do that. I think I think I think this team is fine on individual defenders. It's that even with all the great individual defenders in the game, this team I think in terms of team defense and very notably uh, interior defense a lot of the time is where they get exposed, right? So I don't think it's just a matter of you know putting more defensive-minded players in the game is going to solve it. I think this team uh, can benefit from having more of an offensive lean. So, yeah, I think I talked enough about about that topic. Um, let's see, some interesting moments in this game. Spencer Dinwiddie beat the shot clock with a with a pink three. That was, that was cool in the fourth as uh, OKC was rallying to catch up. So that was something that... Uh, really calmed the nerves of, of Mavs fans watching this game um, as basically, you know, what what was on every Mavs fan's mind is, is this going to happen again, right? So that was a cool moment there. Um, Tim Hardaway took an elbow to the chin on a charge by Lou Dort late in the game. He was down for a while, but uh, after the game he said, um, he said he's fine, he has pain obviously, so uh, we'll see if that costs him a game. Um, but yeah, both these teams were playing incredibly hard in the fourth. The game got really chippy, like fighting for loose, loose ball fouls, drawing charges, just bodies flying on top of each other. Um, you know, block shots, screens, you know, brick wall screens that are leveling each other. Uh, Luca got laid out actually, um, at one point in this game too, he stayed on the floor for a while while the play was going on and, um, and yeah, there was, you know, Frank Nilakina just like rough fouling Lou Dort and, and 
grabbing rebounds over each other. So that part of it was uh, was really fun to see. Um, there was a challenge, successful challenge from Jason Kidd on a Christian Wood, what was orig- originally called a goaltend, defensive goaltend. Um, and basically the entire Mavs bench was, was, uh, was telling Jason Kidd to, uh, to call for a coach's challenge because definitely looked like a block. Um, so that included, you know, Mark Cuban, Luca, Theo Pinson. Um, and then, you know, that was a successful challenge over there, but it, uh, unfortunately the goal 10 call took away a potential fast break opportunity for the Mavs, but in the end it was, it was the right call. Um, there was a technical given out to Luca in this game. Um, well, it it wasn't for yelling at his teammate. He yelled at his teammate and he got a technical, but that the technical wasn't because the ref thought he was yelling at his teammate. He thought that uh, the ref thought that it, you know Luca was yelling at him, but um, but no, he, he it, it was it was on a play where. Uh, where OKC player I forgot who uh, went under the basket and got like a reverse layup and one on Dwight Powell um, who played you know not the best defense but you know you know he had his hands straight up he just got scored on regardless and and got called for the foul so I could understand how absent any other information the ref might have thought that that questionable call was something that Luca was complaining about uh, but what he did, you know, uh, basically the official said, you looked at me first after Luca was saying that, um, you know, I was, I was talking to my teammate. Uh, the official said, you looked at me first. And yes, technically he did look at the official first because he took a look at the official to see what signal he was calling. And I guess when he saw the foul, he immediately turned his head to Dwight who actually wasn't looking at him. He was looking the other day, but he immediately turned uh, his head to to Dwight and, you know, just clapped his hands um, in a sort of like hyping up sort of fashion and um, and and sort of yelled at him. And uh, that's when he got called for the tech. And then immediately, let, you know, Luca starts, starts yelling, uh, you know, I was talking to my teammate, I was talking to my teammate, like the mic's picking it all up. You know, it was, it was a pretty loud, you know, situation. And, you know, Spencer's over there explaining to the ref and everything. And, but they still gave the technical foul. So it was silly, though, because he definitely looked away from the ref and looked at Dwight before he started yelling. Um, so since the since the games ended, uh, Luca, you know, told the media that uh, they sent seven different angles of it to the league already. <laughs> it's like not even an hour since the game ended. Um, so we're going to see if they're going to take that off his, his count of technicals. Cause he does have several this season already, but um, obviously that does nothing for uh, the free throw that was taken in the game. Uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, uh, I, I wrote these notes down as the game was being played and I was basically saying they're giving this game away at the end again. Shea is killing them. They're turning the ball over possession after possession. Easy fast break points to cut the lead 
you know, it, that's all I wrote. And now it's like, okay, throw not all that out the window, throw half of that out the window because it ended up being a win. Very, um, very happy the Mavs, you know, were able to, to seal the deal, um, especially with Reggie's free throws and, and Maxi's defensive play. Um, very happy it was done in that fashion. But um, just how many times is this team going to get scared? Uh, you know, going to gonna give people a scare uh, at the end of games that should easily be wins. So, um, so it's a win. We take any win we can get at this point just to make up for some of these tough losses. Um, get some tough wins to make up for some of the tough losses. Get the record back right, you know. Um, because there might be rougher patches ahead, right? But, um, so I'm not, I'm not being too optimistic, but it's like a lot of these games, it's like they could, they could go either way. And, um, and this one went the Mavericks way after a couple, not a couple, cause the Bulls game was obviously a complete blowout, but, um, but you know, I, I feel like the Mavericks are going to hover around 500 for quite some time. And then after that, we'll see if they start hitting another stride like they did last year because the team is pre- playing pretty lousy around Luka Doncic. The team is playing lousy. It's not like the team is playing great and they're losing these games. So I think if you just take like the constant of what Luka is and then you take some of the expected regression from the teammates... Um, I think this team could hover around 500 for a little while and then make another similar push. And then the question would be what other teams are making those similar pushes because we've already seen the Lakers come back to life after being, you know, dead in the beginning of the season. We've seen the Warriors as well um and a few other teams, right? So um so yeah, we'll see how this next week or two uh, progress, but um, but Shea Gilgis Alexander, that guy's the real deal. That guy is going to be that guy's going to be a, a first time All Star this year. They can't hold it back. Doesn't matter, you know, the team around him. Um, that guy's legit. So um, it, it it was fun to watch him, and um, fun to watch him. But yet the Mavs still winning. So. So that's that. Um, Yeah, that's all I have for this episode. I'll talk to you all later.